Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is the Watchman Inc. podcast here for another one this week. Here we got our boy T-Mac for the Genesis Conspiracy continued today. How we doing, T-Mac? I'm doing good. What's up, everybody? Good to be back. Yes, it is. It's always good to come back and help spread a little bit of the good news, but uh, twist it with a little bit of some history and some other things that we've been getting into. And that's what we're just going to do. We're going to jump right back into it. We're going to literally continue on the path of seeing this conspiracy almost develop in Genesis right now with Satan and God and his plan for mankind and all the different things that we've already accomplished on the earth in such a short time with after the flood and during the flood with Noah. I think that it's just really important to continue to show how these civilizations that were being built during this time are such a huge part of today's modern world and like a lot of inspiration that these artists, whether they be musicians or video whatever the space may be a lot of this inspiration comes from these ancient pagan gods or the stories based around them like the one about nimrod and i think that gets right into it immediately is that story is truly rooted in many other mythological stories based around the greek gods and all these other different gods and then you've got baal that develops from that story which they made statues of and it really is amazing how that story alone ties so much into the mystery schools which we'll also talk about today yeah it's pretty crazy how all of that can be related back to the very foundation everything that we're seeing today just goes back to these stories and once again being able to understand these things and how they came about and how they stayed relevant throughout history just really helps to make a lot of sense of what's going on today even though people may have a hard time believing it or not, these elite leaders that are up in the high ranks of the world, they're all secretly worshiping something. And that just plays into the whole secret societies is they operate in plain sight, but they're hidden. Yes. And there's a lot of good books, obviously, that can touch deeper onto these issues, like the one that we recommended, the Genesis 6 conspiracy, because that's the thing. We want to bring you guys as much information about everything that we're presenting as possible. But you got to remember, time is just the enemy here in the sense of we're trying to present. What did you say that book was, Taylor? 800 and some pages long for just that, for yeah, that portion think, of the Bible? I think it's 90 plus chapters. Oh, my. <laughs> He's actually so, making a sequel, too. Is he He's really? a sequel that's just a tad shorter, only 84 chapters. okay so that's what we want you guys to understand here is that we really do want to give you as much information as possible to help back up our arguments or help you see what we're presenting within the podcast but it it is your job to take some of the things that we are 
whether that be recommending or teaching and study it on a deeper level. If you wish to teach this or understand history, because like I said, at the end of the day, I'm not coming to nobody's house and beating down their door and tell them they need to learn the history of ancient Babylon <laughs> and Semiramis right. to understand the story of Jesus and, and the gospel, because that ultimately doesn't matter. That is what we're here to do is to preach the gospel, to give people the hope and inspiration and in what Jesus did and why he did what he did is because humans, we couldn't stay pure. We just literally could not stop engaging in sin and turning our backs on God all throughout the Bible. When you really read the Bible, it's constantly man trying to get away from God, the creator, and what he's trying to do for our lives here and help us understand. And we're just continuously engaging in our own lust and our own self desires. And that's why it says the end times will be like the days of Noah, where they're eating, they're drinking, they're getting married. Like people are expecting the end times to come with this like apocalyptic, crazy end time, almost World War Z zombie like thing to happen where some virus, which we don't want to get too deep into that, but something's going to like completely change. I feel like more people believe in the zombie apocalypse than they do like the biblical apocalypse. What do you think? Probably sad to say is they'll put anything but their faith in the Bible. They're willing to put anything, give credence to anything as long as it isn't the Bible. But it's interesting, kind of like what you're talking about it and researching for yourself. What I've found to be an interesting connection is just like people's faith, the more that they, if you hear someone preaching the gospel to you and you're like, okay, yeah, that, that sounds pretty legit. If you don't go and research it and dig deep for yourself, you're not really going to have much faith in it because you don't, you haven't researched it. You haven't looked into it. So you can't know much about it. And therefore, you're not really convinced. You may think it's true, but you don't really have any evidence to back it up. And it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. The same is with this stuff. You may hear it and it make a lot of sense. But if you don't l go and research it and read and then you start to find all these connections. And as we've said before, lots of people before us that have looked up and done the searching through history and made the connections it's only then when you really start to do it. Like just going back to our story, I grew up in the Bible, grew up in the church, had never heard any of this stuff. But when Dustin said to look up the Federal Reserve, take a look at the dollar bill and those signs, that's all it took. You start researching that stuff. And if you have biblical foundation, you start to hear all of these connections. And I started doing it and I start recognizing, wait, I heard some of these things back in the Old Testament. I've heard these things before. Then you start realizing all this stuff that had been worshipped back then is being worshipped today. And that's when all of those connections really start to take place. And it's mind-blowing. It really is. Because you understand that this world now has been created. This society has been created. And we've been building towards revelation really from the very beginning, which was God's plan. God knew it all from the beginning, what was going to happen. Amen, bro. And like he just said, I guess that kind of just 
gave me something to talk about, which is that's how me and Taylor actually met. He's a little bit older than me and we never went to school with each other. We actually met when we started both working at Nike and I had literally just become a Christian, like a born again Christian. And I had known what God was and believed in quote unquote a God, but I never accepted Jesus Christ as my savior when I was growing up. I just was, I was truly in the mindset as a person, which I think most people, even Christians are in the mindset of being a good person. I don't try to murder people. I don't try to steal. I don't try to lie. Like I don't try to do all these bad stuff. And honestly, brother, like the biggest thing that got me was unfortunately the child abuse that you see in the churches. And that got me thinking as a person that doesn't have faith saying, you know what, if these men say they're men of God and they're abusing children within the walls and then they call themselves men of God. And if there is a God, he knows I'm, I would never do that. So I think I'm good enough to get into heaven. That was truly my mindset, bro. And it seems like a nice way way to live and a good way to live because as a citizen, that's good. You then you don't got to worry about me going and committing crime. I'm going to pay my taxes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to you know, do that. That's how they want most people thinking. Even this mm-hmm. false doctrine is be a good person and then just follow your p- path in society and don't make waves and you'll be good and you'll be able to retire at 60, hopefully have a family and retire on some land and then die. I mean, th- that's the sad truth of being a good person. And that mindset that the church is unfortunately engaged in and just the world and what they want you to believe in. And that, I hate to say that's from Satan being good is from Satan because none of us are good because that's actually what the Bible teaches for all have fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible teaches in the book of Romans, that none of us are good, that our works are like filthy rags. So I didn't understand that as a person that wasn't a Christian. So see how Taylor's growing up in the faith. He understands the Bible, what it means to have faith. I'm just a person in the world trying to figure out what it means to be a Christian once I finally gave my life to Christ. And unfortunately that came from finding out about this dark stuff. I was literally dropped out of college because I was in the most depressed state of my life. And this is part of my little bit of testimony. I went to college and I joined a fraternity and I won't say it out by name because I'm just not here to put people on blast or whatever right now. But all the fraternities get this doctrine from these ancient mystery schools. And it's the indoctrination to the step into the real world to getting into things like Freemasonry lodges and fraternities and brotherhoods. They create these things and give them to children, which are pretty much kids in college that are just fresh out off the street because they want them to feel like they're a part of something. That's essentially what Christianity does for people is makes them part of a community, the church, the body, you become a part of something. And so it gives people this feeling of fellowship. And that's ultimately what people are looking for at the end of the day. They're looking for people to to love them for who they are and people want to love others for who they are. And if they have a mutual agreements and, you know, life value and stuff like that. So that's where these fraternities and these, campus fraternities get kids is they indoctrinate them on the smallest scale of they don't do anything nefarious but you know that like sometimes people join fraternities because they know the connections that their father or their grandfather had like some people are just born into these college fraternities and immediately when you step on campus you're instantly recognized because of your name 
and we see that with George Bush and Yale. Say skull and bones and skull and bones exactly. So now that's where that's the first step to getting into this mystery religion is seeing. Hey, are you down for this kind of like secret code, this secret brotherhood? Hey, we might do some stuff that might not be in the public eye acceptable, but remember that this is a brotherhood that we're starting. And at the end of the day, just like family, you've got our back and we've got your back. Okay, and so that's what gets a lot of people that might not have family or might not have good friends or a church or grew up with some type of moral. They're the easiest victim to get into these fraternities on college campuses or in the real world with Freemasonry or whatever is because they know what humans want because they understand psychology. That's another thing. These people aren't just like guessing and trying to ran it. There's so much money that goes into the psychology, getting members and what they want. Watch the movie, The Skulls, The Skulls with, with Paul Walker. That's exactly yep. how they do it. They look at, oh, this guy's a superstar in college. He's getting lots of money, lots of attention from just the people that are watching him, whatever the case. And that's how they're attracted and how they go after him. And then they just send a little snake out into the grass and say, hey, do you need an agent? And then all of a sudden you've got an agent that's telling you, hey, I can get you this much more money if you join this organization. Boom. You've got the Freemasons now. And now you've got people like, I hate to say it because I like Shaq, but he flaunts his membership of Freemasonry very openly. He was even on TNT. I posted oh, yeah. a clip on my Instagram about him flashing this big old free, like this hand is so big. His hand is so big. There He's sitting there holding. You can just see the compass and the square and the G and all the cast from the NBA crew, Charles and all them. They're like, what's that you got on? He goes, "This is you guys don't know nothing about this. This is my profession. And like he's trying to see, he's trying to talk slack like to acknowledge that he's in the brotherhood but we don't talk about this in public or this is something that's private but i still openly admit that i am it so when people call me a conspiracy theorist i just say then you need to go talk to Shaq because he's wearing a fat ring with diamonds in the masonic square and you see it in our money you see it in everything you start studying history First, you understand the mystery schools, then you understand the modern day mystery schools, which is essentially the Illuminati, the Freemasons, Knights Templar, blah, blah. There's so many different the Rosicrucians. Even yes. Aleister Crawley creating yes. his OTO yes. and all those Thalim- types of things. Thalima. Yep. Like, literally, it's this is just like the tree of life that gives truth through Christ and his word and his holy scripture and the Holy Spirit. This evil has a tree of life in a way that it's got its roots planted right on in earth because Satan is actually the rule of earth too. See, this is what the Bible teaches. People that don't read the Bible don't understand that they're like looking for the world to change and become a better place or become this utopia. But they don't even understand that when Christ came and Satan offered him the kingdoms and said, all you have to do is bow and worship me. Jesus rejected the earth. He rejected it because he could have literally said, yeah, I want what's mine and I'll take it right now. But all I got to do is bend the knee to you essentially. But Jesus was like, this isn't my kingdom. So whose kingdom is it? I mean, of course, Jesus and God, they created. So that's why Jesus didn't bow down to Satan. He was trying to offer him something he already owned. But in his flesh, when he was tempted as a man, not being God, like like in his ultimate glory, Satan tried. He tried to get him at his weakest time and said, I'll offer you the entire world. So how can something that belongs to Jesus or that people think belongs to Jesus be offered by Satan? Yep. 
it was all that's what i'm saying about societies it's all created by these mystery religions and the just generations that have passed it down kind of like you were saying with the fraternities a lot of these people are born into it and what a lot of people don't realize is oh if it's so bad why don't you just leave one have you ever tried to just turn on your family and you know you're going to basically be disowned and in a lot of these things you're going to be put to death because once you know these secrets that's how they get you once you go through these rituals and know what they're doing in these lodges and even the fraternities and all this kind of stuff once and you decide you're going to leave they have that fear that you're going to one day start to speak out about it and they're not going to let you get out of these secrets there is a guy and I can't quite remember his name, but people think that we've known about this information about the Masons for a long time, but it's actually came out through lots of years, hundreds of years. And the first guy who re revealed just the first three steps of Freemasonry, which is called the Blue Lodge, he was killed. The story, the myth, or whatever you want to call it, is that he was basically tied to a chair and thrown in a lake and basically drowned once they found out who was the one who let out this information. They're not going to take it lightly when you decide to do this. And in this day and age, if you're a high up official politician, anything like that, first they're going to destroy your career, which you've spent your whole life building and sold yourself out to get it. And now you're going to turn on that and you're going to try to reveal everything. They're going to destroy your career. And then like lots of people that were seen, you're going to basically what's called being suicided. They're going to make it look like you committed suicide by either drug overdose or going crazy or doing lots of things. There's lots of cases of this. Yeah. I mean, look at in that back to that movie, the skulls, the congressman is in the meeting when Paul Walker and that recruiting classes, they had to go do a little ritual at night and go steal the snake off the top of the thing. Even that they've got their symbology later, but see, they make movies like that. So that you make, so it makes you think that this is just like Mm -hmm. all myth mythology or stuff to not really take that seriously because you've seen it in a movie now that's why they call it movie magic is because they're trying to make you believe something that is not true but also truth littered littered with truth because even magic magic is littered with in, in a way it's an illusion but there's a truth to how that illusion is done you know what i mean there's a knowledge of that teaching and that's why if you were a magician and you revealed how to do tricks or secrets remember that show that they had on tv oh yeah the guys that, that would show. like oh Growing dude up. that was awesome dude but that guy had to like wear his that crazy like man it in the iron mask used to scare me a little dude, yes. <laughs> It actually freaked me out too because you see this dude in the straight Pulp Fiction mask, like Gimp mask, pretty much. <laughs> Excuse me, that's what he was wearing. And he, this dude's showing you all the magic tricks on TV, and he's yeah, if the like magician society, like see, and that's the thing is all these crazy avenues of entertainment have these like societies. Look at didn't Will Smith just get kicked out of the society of like movie makers or the something screen like that. actors so, guild the, right the guild. So there's guild there's those words that they use exactly where it's like they don't just randomly pick these words here people these are all chosen for a reason we chose watchman inc the name for a reason we didn't yes. just randomly do it and so you look at the guilds the freemasons the lodges whatever like you said you need to understand words and so when you hear these words being used in these spaces with these people 
They're telling you what they're doing. They have their own special parties. They have their own special VIP. You're not getting in there if they don't know who you are. I just watched a video with Drake. He was in a video and they like went to his house. Oh, yeah, it was the Barstools guy, Caleb Presley. Like I was just seeing and he was interviewing Drake, the rapper. He's sure everybody knows. And they were just saying, what was it like going to Drake's house? And he goes, dude, you'll never get into Drake's house if you're not allowed to. He's got more security. And it's just like, why does Drake need that much security as a rapper for one? But because, see, these guys walk around with this godhood stash. He calls himself the six god. <laughs> like, Drake has unfortunately been making tons of money off of this lifestyle of promoting. He said it in the song with 21 Savage. If the devil's in the details, then I'm satanic. <laughs> like using the owl as his using, main yeah, symbol OVO and the weird statue that he's got in his house with this half demonic like thing that's completely it's so weird so yeah this is what we're trying to wake people up to is that modern day celebrities are just flaunting exactly what all the old kings and queens did like you said guilds that comes from ancient kingdoms and castles and all this crazy stuff you think you'd have to go to a renaissance festival to hear that word again but look hollywood literally embraces like that society that they've created for each other even the statue when they give out an oscar like that's giving the statue of the golden like (laughs) <laughs> the golden globe like mm. it's it's literally showing that you've achieved like this godhood of being a creator over other people because if you were well, yeah, one of those celebrity status exactly and so that's where it's really dangerous to become super popular and super famous is you start being preyed on it's almost like they're predators and they're truly like any predator in any space, whether that be child predator, woman predator, whatever, predator in the wild, once they start stalking a prey and really keeping tabs on it, they will find a way to get that prey if they have the resources and money, which that's the thing. These people have unlimited resources. We're talking government grants, government money, like tax money that is technically being taken. We've I've exposed this to watch the documentary from Freedom to Fascism by Aaron Russo, who is also dead now that's interesting so that's what me and taylor are talking about these guys that are trying to expose the truth about these things in documentaries and all these other avenues that are off the quote-unquote mainstream media or off the main line of information fed to the public you start seeing that they're doing real investigative work just like you watch on whatever news station and then all of a sudden the, it starts gaining traction and then they're dead that's really sad to see it happen with a guy named isaac cappy but he was in the space with all these people and then all of a sudden he started coming out and saying a lot of really crazy stuff to some people and like i said we won't necessarily touch base on that here right now but He's dead now, and all he was doing was naming names and making some accusations, but the fact that he's dead now, and he just like all of a sudden had this, oh no, I feel depressed after exposing all of this really dark stuff. It's just, it's definitely, some can say it's a coincidence, because this is very hard on the psyche. That is also why we're being very careful about what we talk about, because we know that there's a lot of trauma that's associated with this type of stuff, and with these pagan rituals and cults because unfortunately not only are animals you know at the will of these sickos to sacrifice and fulfill their need for the blood and the rituals that they have to do 
humans are unfortunately a part of that. And that's not being a conspiracy. I could literally pull up like 10 articles right now over the last 20 years immediately about cops finding these houses that are abandoned with literally like all these crazy satanic rituals and human remains found in these houses. Oh, yeah. They they called the satanic panic back in the 80s. They were starting to find all of these murders that were done ritualistically. And you can go it back and look it up. And the police were in on it. They would cover up these things and they would say, talk about the murders, but they wouldn't talk about all the details that were done by the murders. Even the son of Sam, if you start to look into that, which was a famous serial killer, there's a lot of satanic connections to all of that stuff. And they don't want any of that stuff coming to the light because if murders are done in a satanic ritual and done then people start waking up that this stuff because the satanic church tries to say that oh we're not doing any of this stuff we don't (laughs) actually kill anybody we don't sacrifice anybody anything like that and even though it's in their rituals in the books in the literature that people for some reason just think oh they would never do those things and just kind of get swept under the rug but yeah there's plenty of evidence to prove that the higher up you go the more power you get, you are required to do these things. That's just the way it goes. And if you're not willing to do those things, that's fine. They'll take your money, but you won't advance through the ranks. Exactly. And actually a good movie too. I don't like promoting movies, but movies are the best way to visually get what these people are involved in or get an idea about what it takes to become involved in this stuff. You're going to say the ninth gate with oh, Johnny yeah. Depp. Yeah. I the thought ninth. you were going eyes wide shut. Okay. Of course, of course <laughs> we'll get into eyes wide shut. That could be a podcast in itself with old Stanley. King. guess that what? He, he made. died three days after he made the movie. Oh, and that's the one with, with Tom Cruise, who's involved in Scientology and Nicole Kidman, who is in the movie, the Stepford wives, right? About a weird, Oh, oh man, that's a weird movie. Those are both weird movies with two try. weird actors. Every time I watch a movie, bro, it trips me out because I'm sitting there like watching the movie and trying to enjoy the film. But as somebody that's making content now and I have you gain this appreciation for editing and like the way scenes transition and stuff like that. Like even if you're not into making content, that's why film is such an amazing tool for people to quote unquote get programmed is because it just hits the way it hits the visual stimulation and your brain and your eyes and just all the senses. So, you know, you have this appreciation for these movies and the way they're like filmed, but then you also see like the coloring, the way they make the clock, like they'll show a scene of the clock and it will have a certain time. And then people think they're just like showing the clock. Right? No, that clock had literally somebody turn the hand dials like immediately exactly where they wanted the time or they set the digital clock, like everything in a scene and in a set has so much money and time placed into it that it's not a coincidence in anything that you see in a movie. So some people are like, oh, they just did that as an Easter egg. Yeah, because they wanted you to consider that an Easter egg because they (laughs) like purposely put that in the movie for you to find. Like all the Disney movies, they actually got like the Pizza Planet, like in tons of movies other than Toy Story. I think he's in Finding Nemo. So that's a quote unquote an Easter egg, which they'll do in video games, movies, whatever. That's to give the fan a little bit of nostalgia to keep them almost coming back because they're Mm -hmm. using this icon or this character or this symbol to get people to come back and be like, Oh, what would, dude, 
the perfect example going into this. So the Disney, so obviously they use the Pizza Planet like truck to go in multiple places. So it like keeps people just in that world of Disney and it's all connected in a way, but it's not, you know what I mean? Marvel, the Disney movies with Marvel. Nobody, most of the time, bro, if I knew how a movie was going to end and I seen the ending and like immediately knew the credits were coming, I was dipping out to beat the crowd. But how amazing that Marvel started this trend with their movies and the Endgame series where they made people stay after the credits. Yeah, the post credits. To, to, to get the freaking teaser for the next movie or for a potential next thing that they could see, which was on it, it was ingenious. I'm not going to discredit like the way they did it because even I would go to movie and i'd sit there and i'd wait for the last scene so that i could be like oh this is what's coming next and i wasn't a big marvel fan anyway like comic book reader obviously everybody loves spider-man and you and your main characters from the movie but they really did do a good job with that but you start looking at the actual storyline and the way they set it up like and it's literally about the end times and the antichrist beast system coming to rise that's literally they have a new control population control because thanos wants to kill half the population that's a whole nother thing but all i'm saying is that see how they got people now i feel like i've gone to movies that aren't marvel and i've stayed after the credits just <laughs> to see if they left a little nugget i know i almost feel cheated when there isn't yeah. a post i'm like oh there's no post credit scene What's you see how on? amazing that it, it just, I mean, they've been doing that in movies before, but before Marvel, no, but you would literally be in the theater, bro, seeing one of the new movies and the whole theater would stay packed as soon as the credits started. And yeah, there'd be a few people chugging on. Those are the ones that weren't completely indoctrinated, but like literally people would almost go fill up their soda to wait another 15 minutes for the credit movies over no more action, no more, no more storytelling, but because there was just a little Easter egg or a little clip of the future that may be coming it got people super excited so see they understand psychology they understand how this stuff works on your brain on your heart on your mind on your everything and that's also like the bible god understands the psychology of humans hence why he's giving us revelation and giving us future prophecy is because it gets you pumped up it gets you excited it keeps you motivated because if honestly if i didn't have god bro like right now and this is for anybody like I personally love having God in my life because it gives me something to wake up with every day and have hope for something better. Like I know that death is coming and that's, that's the hard part to talk about. And I think that's even in the Christian space, death isn't talked about enough in the sense that it's something we need to accept. Like you have to accept it. It's one of those just truths of all truths that we all understand as truth, that we're all going to die someday, no matter what your glory or your status is. But I'm not afraid of death when I have God. I'm more afraid of not knowing what I can continue to do better and see what's coming with the prophecy when I read the Bible. That excites me more to keep me going than to just think every day, oh, I'm going to die, so I need God. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't focus on the negative with God and the reality of what death is and the unfortunate part of his plan with that. I focus on the future and just today with the goodness of what I see today because it really is amazing how the bible has foretold all of this stuff and how all of these movies and things tie back to the story of good and evil man versus almost alien demon angel whatever whatever the storyline is in whatever movie they've ripped it from the bible and that's because satan ripped it from god yeah and you realize how uncreative hollywood is i was just reading an article about three new movies that came out this last weekend and they're quote unquote original stories. 
and none of them did good. The, the top 15 or 17 movies that have come out this year, and this is in regards to money at the box office, have all been either remakes, sequels, or when they basically like redo a franchise, like The Little Mermaid per se kind of thing. Hollywood has just com- almost completely ran out of ideas, and we as people are almost getting we're getting a condition to these like familiar stories and we're not wanting to really branch out and watch these all movies when in regards to movie theaters, but it's just interesting how we've got these few stories that we like and all these sequels and franchises and stuff. And really no other movies can really crack that box office success of, and really when you watch these other movies, they're a lot more original and they're a little more interesting, but for some reason, just the majority of people like watching almost the same stories that we've seen over and over again with the same characters. It's interesting. It's like a human condition almost. It's it's also a little bit of elitism because I was going to touch base. Like part of that is because of copyright laws. Like that actually puts a huge restriction on the human like mind and condition because now with these and. I understand copyright. So somebody just doesn't take your work and straight up rip it off and say, this is my creation. You know what I mean? But because of like with Walt Disney, actually, and Mickey Mouse, I actually did a little bit of studying or I don't know if I exposed it totally on my Instagram. But when you study these things, you just find out some weird stuff that helps also gain a better understanding. Like Taylor said, there's no really originality. That's because copyright laws keep these artists from being able to have these really crazy stories or visual ideas or styles be copyrighted so that nobody can branch off of them. Nobody can build off of them. Like even the story of Mickey Mouse, nobody can take Mickey Mouse because he's copyrighted in the way like Disney lobbied with the government to get the copyright laws changed. Cause his, like his character was coming to an expiration, but like Disney couldn't have that with him being the face of the franchise. So of course he lobbied with government and got all the like money that he needed to change the copyright law and extend it so that it puts a limit on the humans as well. So see, it's crazy. Like you said, we're being conditioned to have to accept these stories from these particular Mm -hmm. avenues or people that have a lot of power and influence. But then if we want to take that story and twist to say, I want to turn Disney and Mickey mouse into Christian, like Christianity. I want to like gear that mouse cartoon towards like the Bible. Now I can't do that because it's copyright. You know what I mean? So you can't even take, ideas and be make and that's essentially what you know everybody essentially steals you know i mean we look at rap artists and we say oh they're so original they got these crazy cool beats no most of them are sampling beats from other songs and especially nowadays especially nowadays so yeah when people say copyright is needed it's also putting a cap on humans and their creativity and that's also part of this plan as we get more into the future see we're trying to they're trying to teach that we're in this next stage of evolution or creative like merging with ai and becoming this upload to the cloud type of crazy stuff we seem to be de-evolving if you really want to put that stupid word on what is happening to humans because we can't even most people can't even build a house like that was a huge part of survival was being able to build yourself a shelter cut down some trees shave the trees build like resources out of trees now you ask most people to even put up a house they have no idea what to do change yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes, I was giving way too much even credit. The basic things that we need to survive agriculture, farming, growing our own food, being able to do our own medicine and be able to dress a wound. Most people probably don't even know how to do your most basic 
CPR. That's the truth. If somebody's seen somebody dying on the side of the road, most people do not know what to do. And that's actually really scary, but also really sad. Like you think that would be like in health class, instead of teaching little boys and girls that they can be the opposite gender or whatever, why aren't we teaching them how to do CPR so that if they seen one of their classmates at the recess playground dying or choking, they could save them. But no, most kids can't even do that because they're not teaching that crap. They're not teaching the stuff that actually matters in schools. And that's also what it's important to see in this. The schools are compromised. I hate to say it. Like they're compromised and they have government funding. And that goes back to even ancient times too, because they laid the plan out for future civilizations. Hey, this is how you control the population. This is what you need to give them. This is like how they need to feel. Even the idea of freedom, it really, there's this indoctrination that comes with it. Oh yeah. If you go back to when the U.S. Department of Education was created, one of the main people that was in that was Alice Bailey. And Alice Bailey was very occultist. She wrote a book called The Externalization of the Hierarchy. And she was, in that book, she basically explains their plan, how they're going to externalize, so bring out the hierarchy of what they basically use. And she admits that she had a, a spirit guide and she called him, I believe it was the Himalayan. And she was connected to the United Nations and all that kind of stuff. And because in the United States, before the Department of Education, it was really up to each state and each county that determined the curriculum for what they were going to teach kids. And it, and once it became standardized and controlled by the federal government, you start seeing a lot of, you know, there's classes like reason and just, oh gosh, what was the other type of talk? More practical topics that were being taught so people could really think for themselves. And we know that's not what they want. They don't want people to be able to think for themselves. <clears throat> they want them to pay taxes, be good citizens and die. That goes back to the being being a good person. See, Jesus never preached to be a good person. Person, he said, "Believe in me." He said, "Believe in what I'm doing because I'm the good one. I'm the one that will give you the righteousness and the will to do good and to do what's right." All right, and so that's that power of discernment, knowing your enemy, knowing what you're letting into your mind and your heart every day, being sober-minded. So, see, when people are like, "You got to be sober. You can't drink, smoke," like. Obviously, that's important stuff to try and do. But I'm not going to sit here and knock somebody that likes to have a glass of wine with dinner or whatever, or if they smoke cigarettes, whatever. That's not necessarily what being so minded. It's that you need to understand that there are so many things that can get seep into your life from the devil. They can start controlling the way you think and the way you feel and the way it manipulates you that you're no longer focused on the Lord each day. You're no longer focused on the word, which will renew you and make you want to be sober and only read the word. Because every day when I wake up, bro, Honestly, the first thing I want to do in the morning is read my Bible. I want to get my day started off right. During the middle of the day, I'll do whatever, make breakfast. And then in the middle, I'm like, all right, I need to do my devotional now. Like, I'm just continuously wanting to dive into that. And that's just because that's the spirit that lives inside me. But I still have my flesh. I still want to go out. Like, I went to a Memorial Day barbecue. I had a beer. Oh, my gosh. I'm not sitting here telling people this or that condemns you. It's You need to understand that even the things that you're watching or letting into your house or into your mind or your heart that you're paying to support is truly leading you and your family potentially down a dark path. And like I said, 
go to Disneyland if you want with your kids. I'm not saying that you're like funding this crazy. You are in a way funding it. So that's what I'm saying. Like you just need to understand the choices that you're making and what you want to support and what that thing that you're supporting is involved in. And that's just the line that you have to start crossing as a person. Jesus drew a line in the sand and we have to draw the line somewhere with these things. And currently what's going on right now with the kids and all that, this is where the line is really getting drawn. And we see that right now. Yep, which is good because we know that we need to protect the kids. They don't have the resources and the ability to really do anything about it. And so we as adults, especially with if we have children, we may be just fine in our generation, but we have to think about the generations that are coming after us. And if we don't do anything, we were lucky, at least my age, born in the late 80s, society was still somewhat normal at that time. Yes, this stuff had been going on for a while, but really on the tail end of now being able to see what it was like before and now seeing what it's like nowadays and just being able to really extrapolate and go down what's what it's going to be like 10 20 years later and deciding that yeah we have to start participating a little more we can't just be silent and say nothing even if things don't change we still have to do our part to at least try to stop it and as watchmen we need to blow the horn and make sure that people are aware of what's going on and then at least have that responsibility taken off of our hands and do what's right. Exactly. And so to get a little back to now the past in the sense of all this modern stuff that we just sat here and chatted about for a little bit, it can even like the Bible's telling you to do what me and Taylor are doing. Like, so for in first Thessalonians five, it actually says, it says, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Watch. Let us watch and be sober. Mm. Because if you're drunk every single night, you're not even going to know if a robber comes to your house. Because if you're blacked out drunk or if you're too into whatever you're doing, you're going to potentially have bad things happen. Okay. Or you're going to get caught into a whirlwind. Just like if you were sleeping and they said they started blowing the horns for the tornado that was coming towards your house. If you were blacked out drunk and didn't hear the tornado, <laughs> like the warning the sirens you're going to get swept up so that's how fast it happens is just you need to be on watch every single day all right and so that's what first thessalonians is saying here and then you go down a little bit so that's first thessalonians seven and then here's eight but let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet and hope of salvation for god had not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our lord jesus christ who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and over you in the Lord admonish you and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and in peace be among yourselves. Now he's going to continue to say, pray, and in all things give thanks for the will and the God of Jesus Christ. But this is the biggest thing. Verse 21, prove all things. Hold fast that which is, hold fast that which is good 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. So the Bible is telling us in the New Testament to watch, pray, be diligent, and abstain from all evil. Therefore, if you're letting it into your children's mind, if you're letting it into your mind, and it's evil and it has an agenda and you have no idea what it's doing, are you abstaining from evil? Are you like, are you taking the stand to at least know, hey, this is doing something and I need to make sure my brothers and my sisters are aware of it, especially 
brothers and sisters in Christ and or your children. Like your children may watch these things, but you need to sit them down at the end of the day and you need to be the one to tell them, hey, this stuff is just fake or this stuff is not real light like Harry Potter. You don't tell your kid that you can go be a magician. You tell them that this is dark stuff in the sense that like we have to just alert our children and our friends and our family about the stuff that we're involved in and not necessarily just bash them over the head and say, repent and turn from it now and just sit in your house. You know what I mean? Like we're all caught up in something, but we need to be aware of what we're caught up in because then it's easier to not get caught up in it. It's easier to see through all this crap. And yeah, I can sit down and enjoy a movie, but I honestly, bro, it does suck being woke up to all this because you just see the agenda every movie and you're like, oh, yeah. it kills it for you. You're just like, this is just trying to indoctrinate me into believing some more horse crap. That's the truth. And so I, that's why I don't even know most Hollywood, you know, these actors name. And that's the thing is, if you really do worship these people, you probably got posters of them. You buy all their merchandise, their perfumes. I don't even know their real names because most of these artists have stage names. Like they have oh yeah, pen names. And so I don't even know most of these new names. So that shows you the level of worship that I actually, maybe I'll go watch the movie, but I don't care what they're involved in their life. Yeah, I got to know if they're pushing an agenda and they're in the, the space of news and this and that, but they can go live their lives and be rich and do whatever they want. And as long as whatever they're doing isn't affecting me at the end of the day and like them coming physically and telling me how I have to do things. So that's my problem with these celebrities and all these politicians is they start telling us what we have to do and what we need to do. Otherwise we're going to be ostracized from society or we're going to be looked at and be called a name or be called out because we want to stand on our quote unquote beliefs that we believe so that's just wrong. Like in society and in this this country that we have, free will is the most highly esteemed thing that we have because that allows us to sit here and freely talk about the Lord and not have any persecution. I'm not worried that the government is going to come bust down my door right now because they know that what I'm doing. But in other countries, it's not that way. So you do need to remember that with great responsibility, like living in a place in America, you are being held to a higher standard in these spaces because of your access to information and freedom. Like China, you can't even find a lot of stuff because they have the internet so locked down. Oh yeah, you have, if you want to meet together and read the Bible and worship God, you're going to instantly be persecuted and you'll be hunted down and thrown in jail just like that. We have all those underground churches where People are being persecuted for their faith, and thank God it's not like that in the U.S. right now. But if we want to continue to have these freedoms to be able to do this, then we need to be able to speak up when things are starting to go wrong and starting to stray towards it. Because we see all of these things being in the media and in policies, and we see Christianity being pushed out more and other religions and things like that being accepted. And if we don't take a stand then we're going to lose those freedoms and the ability to speak up because we know that jesus is the truth and only through jesus do you get to the father and that's why they don't like christianity is because we teach that jesus is the only way all these other religions teach like you were saying at the beginning if you're a good person you know you'll make it to heaven and there's many ways to heaven and we can all get to heaven if we all just try our best but without a standard of morality then how do we know who's good and who's evil and what's wrong and what's right and the bible clearly states that out and that's why they don't like it because it has a 
direct way of how we're supposed to do something. And really, it's not even about our actions. It's about believing in Jesus and his blood and sacrifice that covers all of our sins. Saved by grace. And that's Mm -hmm. what we sit here and preach on this podcast is that you are not unredeemable. You are not so far gone that God can't use you. You have not committed the worst sin in the world that God will look at you and think filthy rag. Like that's how he looks at all of ours. Cause like I said, he's got to set our thoughts. And that's what, you know, one thing I continuously am preaching on my Instagram is that your thoughts are what condemns you at the end of the day. It's not even the action. And so you can't escape your thoughts. You can't escape God and how he knows your heart. He loves you so much that he looks past all that because that's like we've said in the past. He's our father. He is the creator of us and we are his children. And just even if a child goes astray, just like the prodigal son goes off and continues to just make an ass out of himself his whole life. But he comes back to the father and says, I'm sorry. And I messed up. Will you still, am I still your son? Of course. Like the father's never going to deny his son. If he's a good father, he's going to always want to help. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that story is the father is out looking for the son and he sees him even before he's made it back. The father's looking for him, even though the son took his birthright and went and blew it on worldly things and wanting to experience the world and then realize that it wasn't anything what he thought it was going to be like. And the father's basically workers had it better than him. The father was still looking and waiting. See, that's the thing people think too that, oh, if I, if I confess, the Lord's going to make me feel bad about all the stuff that he that I've done and I'm going to have all this guilt. And yeah, you're going to have guilt and conviction because you're going to remember the things you do, but the Lord's not going to remind you of any of those things. He doesn't care about any of those things. He just cares that we're back with him and in fellowship with him and following him. That's all he cares about. That's all he wants. He's not here to condemn us. He's here to save us. And he forgets anything as soon as we repent. It's far from the east is to the west. Yeah. So I think we've had a really good discussion today. And I, you know, like I said, we told people this is hard stuff to keep relevance. We've been talking about the past a lot these last few episodes. And then today we talk about the modern and how influenced the modern is from the past. And so I think for the next little bit that we'll get into just to wrap up, but to lead into the next episode, we were talking about the mystery schools and Freemasonry. And I think looking at the origin of what these people believe in and who's been trying, like you said, this information has been preserved by them, but it hasn't been exposed yet for a little bit of time. Once technology and, you know, printing became more available and people had more freedom to write about this stuff or not feel like they were under the thumb of having to worry about being a whistleblower if they were involved in this stuff. And one of those guys that is also dead, we've talked about many dead guys right now, but another, Another one that really was a huge influence, I think, on not just me and Taylor, but on the world, like, honestly, because of his credentials and like what he was involved. First guy, small side note, he was an FBI agent. And this actually goes into the satanic panic. And this isn't the guy I was going to mention, but I just his name came up because you can go look into him as well. Ted Gunderson. He's dead. Also dead. <laughs> also. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> 
all these guys that we want you to go look up and talk, see what they were talking about, like we were, but on a much more deeper investigative, like truly researched and true path. Yeah, it ended up with them losing their life somehow, some unfortunate way. And so Ted Gunderson's one of them, legit FBI agent that was trying yeah, to whistleblow about the whole West Coast division of the yeah, FBI. Yeah, so look up Ted Gunderson. Okay, he's the first guy you want to watch about all the satanic rituals and all this stuff because he was in the same mindset of he was just a cop trying to be good cop, get the bad guy, doesn't really know what's going on, and then he starts finding out out about these like these religions and these mystery religions like the Illuminati, the Freemasons, they starts digging in deeper into them and they start seeing how involved they are in like Satanism and Luciferianism where he became like so obsessed, not like in a bad way, but he left. Didn't he lead the FBI to pursue? Because once he started finding out about it and starting to try to talk about it, he started finding out that they didn't want it to come out. And so he started facing all this resistance within the FBI. And that's when it really started making sense to him. Oh, they don't want this stuff out. This stuff has been out there and I was able to find it. But the reason that's never made to the public is because they don't want it made public. And so even... You know, this. I think he ended up getting to basically second in command in the FBI. He didn't have enough pull to be able to really make this common knowledge, even though all the evidence is there. People would believe, especially if something, quote unquote, as credible as the FBI. <laughs> yeah, quote. This information. Yeah. So he's one that if you want to like really look into what we were just talking about or all this like crazy ritual stuff. He's a really good source to go start plugging in. Cause you can still find his stuff, even just with a quick YouTube search. Like I said, it's much harder to find stuff in this day with all of the censorship and stuff. But like I said, we're always here, always available. You know how to reach me on Instagram at watchman Inc or D Mike. If you ever want things or want to go deeper, I can try to help find stuff or I have stuff saved. That's the thing. We have years and years worth of stuff to share here, but you can go find, Ted Gunderson and look up his story and what he was all about. And that should help lead you down the path of seeing this stuff and how true it really is. And the next guy, which we'll end on and we'll get more into his testimony next time is Milton William Bill Cooper. He was born on May 6, 1943, lived to November 5th, 2001. So it's funny what Wikipedia, I'm just on Wikipedia and it's funny. The first line for him is that he was an American conspiracy theorist, radio broadcaster, and author known for his 1991 book, Behold a Pale Horse, which we both highly 1991. recommend. 19, dude, wow. that was the year I was born, bro. <laughs> so when we're trying to tell people that like we are not the like godfathers of this information no. we are not the godfathers of oh look at god he's using these two guys in modern times to expose all this crazy stuff that nobody no these guys were pioneers for this stuff like I said this is 1991 like this is a long time ago i was barely just coming into the world when this guy was getting ready to start his life and this journey of what he was exposing during my childhood and obviously i had no idea about but yeah, Bill Cooper, okay, he wrote the book, Behold a Pale Horse. Like I said, highly recommend you read that book because anything we're saying today will be wrapped up in a nice bow 
like about the biblical side of things and the like esoteric and what these people believe in. He really does a great job in this book and he actually narrates it too. I think you can go on audiobook or whatever and find the book and he actually narrates his own book. So you can listen to him read that the book, The Old Pale Horse. Highly recommend that. What I appreciate about him too was because of his background of being in naval intelligence and all these things he yes he was the ultimate about if somebody said something and they didn't have a credible source to back up any of that information he would not really give it any type of credence all the information that he talked about was all credible information that he could you could fact check and source all of it where it was coming from he never just spoke on a whim and made up stuff. He made sure that all of it was legitimate information that was filed and you could find for yourself because he knew how important that was. And that's what I really like about him is all of the information he talked about was legitimate information. Now, some people like to question the legitimacy of the sources that he would bring up but all of it was sourced in some way or another he never just made it up on the spot and that's what i really appreciate about him yeah so it's really hard to find his show that he had which is one once again if you're into this kind of content and listening to us and you want to dig deeper and find more like just targeted niche information this is the guy to go look up and the if you can find them they're all great watches man me and taylor used to sit there after we got off of work we'd literally work nine hours and then we would get off after an overnight and we would start watching this radio show called the hour of the time and Mm -hmm. it's man he did this thing on like a crazy ham radio oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) because of his background in the navy and because of his kind of quote-unquote tinfoil hat status he used ham radio because he wanted it to be able to get to all these different lines of communication and not be like stopped or be able to have interception by the government and there's actually a conspiracy when you start reading into him a little bit he truly believes because i believe bill clinton was the president at the time and Mm -hmm. that's ultimately why the why he ended up dying is not because of bill clinton but because the irs was coming up after him for tax evasion Oh, interesting. That's an easy charge to get almost anybody on. If you say you didn't file this or didn't file that, all of a sudden you got the IRS on your butt and you're all of a sudden now real scared to do anything. But that wasn't the way Bill was. Bill, when you listen to him even, this guy was in the Navy. He'd seen some stuff. He'd been through some stuff. He was not afraid of the government. And unfortunately, whatever ended up being the quote unquote conspiracy on how he died was super messed up. He was pretty much killed right on his front porch. Like he was literally killed on his front porch and was set up, watch the documentary on William Bill Cooper. And it will open your eyes up to see that one man truly made this group of people, these quote unquote secret organizations or these people with power he was saying lots of stuff with that show the hour of the time and so if you can find that on online somewhere the hour of the time you'll know because immediately just like watchmen you'll hear a big big old siren going off because at the time he was the watchman that we're trying we're essentially just trying to be modern day bill coopers and we could never even be what he did because of, he was in the navy and he was in the military like he well, had information that most of the public will never see 
Yeah. And as a kid, he talks about he was in the Des Moines Society, which yes. Jacques Des Moines was the head of the Knights Templar. And he even says that because he was in that society as a young kid, it gave him basically the ability to get into the naval intelligence and see all of this classified information because of those things. And so that was his path to be able to get into this stuff, not knowing that obviously he was going to basically leave at some point and they, they didn't never thought he would start talking about it. But yeah, he was building, he built what was called Kaji. C-A-G-A-I, the Citizens Agency of Joint Intelligence. The dude was legit. He was building all this infrastructure for people to be able to wake up and was way too much of a threat. And so that's why they did away with him. So we're giving you literally multiple guys, Aaron Russo, Ted Gunderson, Bill Cooper. There's a big list of research. Yeah. yeah, Those three guys alone, you have tons of research to do with those three because these were very influential men with their documentaries, their shows or their work. Like I said, Ted Gunderson being the FBI, Bill Cooper being in the military Navy, and then Aaron Russo being a major Hollywood. He directed trading spaces with, with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. So that's you get his fame or fortune. And when you've got the fame and fortune and you start talking or you start saying things, all of a sudden, look at Kanye. Look at Kanye right now. What, regardless of whatever he's on, which I pray for this guy because I think he's off the rail. Like as a Christian, he is not the like pillar of Christianity or how to look at, but he's been through some serious trauma and he talks about it and he's trying to wake people up, but they're continuously trying to make him look crazy. There was even an interview that he did where he said that his doctor, his physician was like, we're going to lock you up and I'm going to put you on loony pills pretty much, dude. Yeah, his, I think it was just like, personal trainer kind of guy yeah that's why i said it's like personal physician or whatever like the person that he hires and pays all of a sudden has the balls to say i'm gonna lock you up and put you on loony pills but bro i pay you to help me and see that's where everybody can be compromised because if they hit him up and say you can't be helping this guy promote this agenda you need to get a lock on it and so that's why you see him in and out and you see him going through this trauma right now and so this is what they do, people. They, the ones that want to talk about the truth, they make look crazy or they ostracize or they completely just kick out of society or kill. Or they just, like I said, they paint the picture of your conspiracy theorist. Like I said with William Cooper, they didn't talk about his military credentials and how he served this country and all the other things. The first line in his Wikipedia is make sure he's a conspiracy theorist so that his credibility after all the rest of the stuff that we're going to bring up about his life after that one line, you've got it now implanted in your mind that he's just this kook with a tinfoil hat that has no idea what he's talking about. That's why the word conspiracy theorist was coined. These brotherhoods, these secret societies. They stem from ancient pagan origins, the mystery schools. We can continuously expose this every single time because the modern day practice is exactly like the old. It's just got a bow on it or it's just got this modernization to where we're not out at the temple in the middle of the day sacrificing something to the gods. Like literally, that's just pretty much what they're just taking it to the underground tunnels or to the shadows because they know that. If people knew what was going on, the average person or the average Christian, we would not be okay with it and we would take a stand. And I hate to say some of these people would probably be getting ousted themselves because this is dangerous to have as a part of society. And just 
with the one last thing, listen to John F. Kennedy's speech, the speech about secret societies and oh, stuff, yeah. and wonder why he got himself shot to another dead guy that, hey. William Cooper, Bill Cooper does a that's, really good yeah, uh, that's actually on his death in Dealey yep. Plaza, which is, yeah. We can get on to all that later, but yeah. So we'll get into more of stuff with the mystery schools, with the ancient religions. Like I said, this all ties back to Genesis. We didn't get as much into the Bible, but we've been getting so much into the old. It's time to show you that that's why we know the old right now is because it helps us describe what the new is and what the new age that is coming. It's not new age. It's just the old age that's made new in the modern society. And ultimately mm-hmm. just got a new title, just like with Rome, like Rome never really died. It's got control over the whole world. So just look at the things on a deeper level, people. Study the things that we're presenting to you. Go research some of these men and what they've presented into the world. They've got much more information to give than even we can offer right now because they dedicated their entire lives to doing it. And we're just getting started. So seriously, we're just trying to give you all the information we can to help you with your journey in waking up or helping you help somebody else wake up so that they can see that the light of Christ really is true and that God wants to have a relationship with you and show you truths on the earth. It's just, you need to understand how to step into that and to understand the war that we're in every day. And once you understand yep. that we're all called to be watchmen, we're all called to be workers of God and to spread the good news. That's when you can truly find peace. And it doesn't matter what these people are involved in. You know how the game ends and they lose and we win. Yep. That. Pretty much sums it up. As long as you go down these rabbit holes with the truth of Jesus Christ and the Bible, then all of this stuff, which can seem doom and gloom and make you lose hope, you won't do that. And that's what we're trying to do is show these people this information with the truth of Jesus and the Bible connected to it. Because without it, you will lose hope. We've seen it with lots of people. They go down this rabbit hole and they don't have the light of Jesus with them. And it gets very dark, very fast. I've said on my Instagram, you can try to go into a dark cave and start running around, but you'll probably trip and fall on your face. But if you have just a little bit of light, that darkness cannot ever overcome that tiny little candle of light that you have in your life. And that is Jesus. So thank you all so much for tuning in. We love you all. And we hope that you have a wonderful night. God bless. And remember, our mission as Watchmen is Ezekiel 33. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.